When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. She doesn't even go here. Yesterday I did Gucci, so and today Fendi. So. It's hot. Hey, it's Nikki and Brie, and we're late to the party, a weekly podcast about film, fashion, and pop culture from two best friends, mentally. In New York City with Mr. Sheffield. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. What is your best Fran Fine impersonation? Oi. Um, I don't Oi. know. Just <laughs> Oh, gosh. I don't know. Like, Mr. Sheffield. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. That's all I got. Mr. Sheffield. Ha <laughs> ha. That was really good. I know she says more than that, but I don't know. No. Wow. Um... Oi, Gracie. I don't know. <laughs> Ma, look at them. A bunch of yentas. A bunch of yentas. Which the nanny exposed me to Yiddish. Same. I feel like I've learned so much from Fran Fine. Same. Like, she's like the... Today we're talking about the nanny. Yeah. <laughs> In case you couldn't tell. <laughs> but another one of those TV shows that's very like seminal mm. for me like, I think a lot of people probably. I think for a lot of young millennials and like older Gen Z, we look up to Fran as mm-hmm. a style icon. Like she's like 90s babies Lucille Ball. So we are talking about The Nanny, which aired on CBS mm-hmm. from 1993 to 1999. And it stars Fran Jeresha mm-hmm. as Fran Fine. Who is abroad from Queens? Yes. Who has no nanny experience, but she stumbles upon this job and she's like, Are you trying to say she was working at a bridal shop in Flushing, Queens? So, okay, yeah, <laughs> what I'm trying to say is until her boyfriend kicked her out of one of those crushing scenes. What, where was she to go? What was she to do? She was out on her fanny. Yeah. Over the bridge to Flushing to the Sheffield store. Anyway, she was there to sell makeup, but the father saw more. She had style. She, she had, had flair. flair. She was there. That's and that she became the nanny. Yeah. Who would have guessed that the girl they described <laughs> was just exactly what the doctor prescribed? Now the father finds her beguiling. But watch out, Cece. And the kids are actually smiling. Such joie de vivre. She's the lady in red. When everybody else is wearing tan. The flashy girl from Flushing. Bump, bump, the nanny named Fran. <laughs> anyway, that's it. That's our podcast for today. Thank you. Um, which I love. There's like a whole story behind the theme song. I don't know if we want to get into it now or now. later. Okay. Since so, we just sang the whole theme yeah, song. Yeah, now is the perfect time, right? Yes. So I did some research. Um, and the theme song, it was written and performed by Anne Hampton Calloway. Um, and I just want to say first off that I love this theme. And it reminds me of like, there's like a time in TV where we had like quirky TV intros, you know, like Frasier, like the scrambled eggs, the tossed salad and scrambled eggs. Iconic. Also same writers, same writers for the nanny and Frasier. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? It is. Everything's I, connected. I feel like we forget how good and how funny and quick the writing in the nanny is mm-hmm. but we give all the praise to the phrase mm. but we need to give some praise to the nanny too yeah but yeah so it was composed um by ann calloway and she wrote and sang the theme she also has composed multiple songs for barbara streisand um her lyrics and her music and lyrics have been recorded and performed by like several other artists as well Including like Carol King, Patty Lapone, um, Liza Minnelli. Icon, icon, <laughs> icon. Yes. Um, but the story behind the theme song. So is this another one of those things? Because so the nanny was conceptualized 
when Fran Drescher. Yeah. Had she had a like a pilot, a short lived sitcom called Princesses with Twiggy. Right. Which was like, what, like five episodes or something? Cra- like just very short lived. Five or less. There was tension on set. <laughs> we saw how Twiggy was during her ANTM days. She's <laughs> nice, but she could cut a bitch. They didn't. Everyone just there was friction on the set. Didn't yeah. work out. Anyways, after Princesses. Well, on Princesses, she meets Brenda Cooper. Yes. Who ends up being the costume designer for the nanny. Right. Also iconic. Yes. Um, And then on a chance meeting on an airplane, Fran meets the head of CBS or someone associated with CBS. Mm -hmm. She's like, we got to do a sitcom. She is going over to England is what I've heard. She's like, wouldn't it be funny if a girl from Queens like me stumbled upon this upper crest world like the sound of music right instead of like julie andrews or you know instead of whatever it's fran yeah so that's how that happened and if i am remembering correctly the theme song has a little bit of that fran magic it does too but yeah it is a magical story no it is there was like a lot of magic happening like you said like with the show being pitched and also the theme song so apparently calloway met drescher in the late 1980s after she performed a cabaret of her original songs at don't tell mama which was a popular cabaret spot in new york city um and calloway said that she came up to me after the show and with that unmistakable voice said oh my god you're so talented um, and she said that she wanted her to work on projects with her. So she started writing theme songs for these pilots that never went anywhere. So this was like before the nanny. So after some failed attempts, when Fran Drescher called her about the nanny, she said that she was inviting several songwriters that were well known to write the song. So she had some competition. So Callaway wasn't the only person at the time. She came up with like two different songs to try to impress Fran and, um, but she went with hers pretty much right away. She was just making her like wait it out. <laughs> yeah, she was like, not so fast. <laughs> no, but um, she did want her to work on it. I think she just, they were just hiring a bunch of, you know, taking a bunch of things. In. And also before they had that theme, they almost used another song that was already written called um, like, Look at Me Now or something. If you, Do you know what I'm talking about? No, <laughs> but it's it's no, it's no nanny theme. For sure. This is an iconic theme song. Mm-hmm. And it, it comes from like a long line of, I feel like with sitcoms, because like I grew up on sitcoms. Mm-hmm. You grew up, grew up on sitcoms. We're sitcom girlies. There's either the like the nanny fresh prince style where it lays it all out. I love when it lays it all out. Same. But there's that or there's like the full house mm-hmm. where it's just music. like. Like Three's Company. Yes, where it's always like like Celine Dion and then that's the way it is music video where everyone's just like, and they turn and then it's like them and like their name. Yeah. Or they're like throwing a football, riding a bicycle, their name. Yeah. Yeah. They're riding a bicycle, falling off the bicycle and it's like John Ritter, you know? Yeah. I get what you're saying. There's two distinct types of theme songs. Are they doing something, you know? bad and then the camera catches them they're like (gasps) yeah yeah those are like the two camps Mm. well then there's the fraser where it's just nonsense yeah the fraser one i love and i love that like i know that there is technically a concept behind it but it's so it's such a reach that you don't you know you're like ah whatever like yeah you could tell me what it is and i still would be like i'll toss salads and scrambled eggs the skyline of seattle i'm like yeah but like it's memorable though it is and that's what's great i think and this uh theme song is very memorable um and also one quick fact is that when she was she really callaway wanted to really get the theme like really you know work on this project and get it right and impress fran or whatever and she was wanted to get like the character down so she could really convey who this person was and everything and she was like can you like tell me more about fran like what is how would you describe her and she said she's the lady in red when everybody else is wearing tan so she used that in the song and i just think that's so cool 
<sighs> and I just love how it all came together. I don't know who did the animation either for the theme, but it looks like it all just works. You know, it's so fun. Yes. It just it like the nanny for me. This whole series is a series that I grew up watching, you know, like in syndication. And, you know, it's been like been everywhere. And then we had that lull on streaming where we couldn't find it. And now I know, Matt, that made me so mad. Yes, and like Max is pulled through, even though I bought the box. This is the <laughs> I, yeah, that was just season one. The box set for the nanny is like almost two hundred dollars now on Amazon. I got mine for fifty, but that is insane. But I mean, I get it. It's, it's like gold. It's like <laughs> it really is. Um, but my point, I just like grew up watching the nanny. Yeah, like I've seen this pilot. Yes, I can quote. We can both, both quote yeah. this pilot. For like top to bottom but mm-hmm. i have not seen like the last season season and a half except once through i want to say this might be my most watched show just tv show in general this and the golden girls comfort shows they're both up there they're both comfort shows can quote them both have seen them front to back and a lot of the first season like i feel like for the nanny like the first season might be my favorite only because well, there's so much nostalgia in it. And also, I feel like the writing, it's really good for just being season one. Like when I was going back and thinking, what are my favorite episodes? I'm realizing a lot of them are from season one, but they're really good. And that wasn't even the most popular season, I don't think. Or like at the time, no. too, they were struggling to get picked up, I guess, because of the time slots or whatever. Well, like I didn't realize. So the the TV show premiered in November 1993 Mm. but usually you know things are coming out in september so this is like a like a mid-season so people maybe missed it yeah it's just an interesting time too like november is like right before the holidays but it did catch on no wait no my oh my god fact check me on this yeah the nanny premiered november 3rd oh it's november never mind i got too excited November 3rd, not December 3rd. Oh. I'm thinking Jersey Shore. Oh my gosh, there's connection. No, I've been trying to find a connection between the nanny and the Jersey Shore for a while because I remember, like, you know, not to go too far on a tangent, but we have been watching. Well, because the first time I watched Jersey Shore before I really loved it, and like Snooki's like, I invented the poof. I remember being like, wait a minute. No, you did not. That was Fran. Fine. She invented the poof. Anyways. You know... The Snooky Fran pipeline. Yeah. For my birthday this year, my fiance, he's been like subjecting people to the Jersey Shore mm-hmm. because of our episode. Yeah. And then he, we got him hooked, but also on the nanny. Mm. And I think it was before you came over. He's been like, we have guests over. Let's put on the nanny. <laughs> and with all of our friends, before you got there, we put on the nanny. Mm. And we had like a long discussion like about fran fine's hair she has i love her hair her enormous teased hair and the poof like i, I don't know it. it reminds me of my mom in the 90s yeah oh my gosh i remember when she had her bangs all poofed i feel like this is like every mom in the 90s it's also like kind of it's like the 80s going into the 90s like there's that i feel like in the 80s hair was so big but super tacky and then in the 90s it gets a little classier maybe it's refined it's refined yeah they figure some things out also fran rocks a widow's peak she does i love a good widow's peak and i love how free fran is like i think she's the first woman in pop culture where i saw that like like i think we grew up in a time of like a sandra bullock Mm -hmm. who you know always plays like the ugly duckling who she gets a makeover and becomes hot you know we we see that pipeline but i think fran is someone that looks she's already hot she's she well she's just already hot but she's like a like before kim kardashian like a ethnic white woman Mm -hmm. who just like owns it like she owns her her jewishness with like such pride and joie de vivre and i loved seeing that on my tv like that's empowering to me as someone that like you know 
yeah no I, the way i look i love it i love her voice too like i never really understood people like hating on her voice and being like it's annoying like i think it's only annoying if you don't maybe like her but i feel like she's such a likable person and her character in the show is so likable it's hard not to fall in love i feel like everyone falls in love with fran if you have any sense right how can you i don't know well she's got style she's got flair <laughs> yes um but she does she's like so, a style icon but she also has this warmth about her. Like even in the pilot episode, the moment you see her interacting with Maggie, who's like this very like wallflower of a girl that's very much in her shell. Yeah. And like thinks she's just beige. Uh-huh. Like that's how she thinks about herself. She's like, what is your favorite color, Maggie? I don't know. Beige. <laughs> like she literally says her favorite color is beige. So and Fran's like, no, no, no. And she like, it's like the cool like auntie vibes. So. Yes. I love that. Yeah. I love that too. I just love Fran. Same. I want to be Fran. I went through a phase where I really wanted to be Fran. Same. Really? I'm, I'm Did you ever take photos like this? <laughs> I feel like as a kid, all of my photos, like I remember us going to New York City one time and I was with like the side of my family that's like super like white bread, like not the non-Italian side that was very like buttoned up. Oh, okay. And I remember going to New York City and every time they'd be like, Nikki, pose in front of this. I'd be like, bam, bam, <laughs> bam. And they were like, Nikki, that's like, it's too much. And then they'd look at the photos and they were like, I remember one time my aunt was like, oh no, I didn't think that would work, but it works really well. And I was like, yeah, like the nanny. Like the nanny. I love that. It's probably my whole like leopard print yes like i love leopard it's my favorite neutral so maybe that's a nanny in spell maybe i feel like the nanny inspired a whole generation what's your relationship with the nanny i just i remember watching it at nick at night a lot like at friends houses like at sleepovers just it would be like 11 p.m and it would start you know and i'd keep watching to like one or two in the morning and then it'd be fresh prince or something or full house you know it'd always be like in the rotation and then I went through a phase like in high school where I watched the entire series front to back all over and you too you had the same experience okay and I watched all my episodes on YouTube before they cared about copyright oh my god that's what I would do with Reese Company really before they worried about copyright yeah like (laughs) that could not happen now no but you could watch the good years yeah on youtube even with the golden girls yes there were so many things but it would be like really terrible quality but we thought it was good quality at the time it'd be like 360p but i'd be like mm, i still good enough it's good enough for me i was satisfied i got the story still no commercials the glory days free. um i in high school i would put it in my like dvd player mm. the first season of the nanny and that's how I'd fall asleep. That's probably why I can quote almost all of season one of The Nanny. Yes, I would always watch at night until I got tired and fell asleep. I'd watch, I'd like eat my ramen noodles. I'd have like a second dinner, if you will, around like eight or nine p.m. and watch until like midnight. And then I'd be like, ah, time for bed. Hey, Carrie Bradshaw <laughs> eats cup of noodles. Yeah. So we can do it too. Right? That's the one thing we have in common. Also, I have an embarrassing confession to make. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to put myself on the spot. I scoured the internet last night (laughs) to see if this account still existed. So back in the, when I was going through this phase of rewatching The Nanny, I fell in love with like Fran all over again. I'm like, oh, wow, she's like the greatest actress. She's the best. This is the best show ever. I joined a fan club. (laughs) Like last night or back in the day? (laughs) Back in the day. But I found like... So there was this website called Fan Pop, and I'd like to share it with you. Yes, please. Um, but I was like going on a whim. I'm like, there's no, there's no way this still exists, you know. Um, but it does. Jude, are you on Discord? I am not. Should I be? I don't know. I don't know how to use it. Like, I got a link to. I'm on the Blankies Discord. What is that? For Blank Check. Oh, the Blankies. Okay, yeah. But um, I don't know how to use it, and everyone's like hey nick hey and i'm like do i respond here where do you respond i don't understand is it like an old school internet forum looking thing or it is but there's like different like tabs and everyone's a community and i think it's really nice and i don't want to be like 
a recluse when everyone's like welcoming it welcoming me in but i don't know where to insert mice i don't know the protocols of a discord yeah well i wonder if it's anything like fan pop because let me tell you this site all it was was photos of celebrities and all you did was upload either photos or links or a link to a video and make a comment and your contribution would get like likes thumbs up or like a badge like so it's kind of like reddit but it's exclusively for more like just like content i think that is like discord it probably is like what discord is now but people would be- give you like props you know and you could like comment on people's like posts and add people as friends um if you go to fan pop this is this is the website if you scroll i was in a bit of a competition with this lady um she uploaded like all these photos dolores freeman i think but if you keep scrolling you will see some of my contributions dolores i'm not dolores is crazy she did the most i remember being so jealous though i wanted to be the one that posted the most because i wanted i wanted to prove i was the biggest fan of the nanny i only posted like three things a fanny i wanted to prove that i was a fanny so what year was this around (sighs) <sighs> well, it says I joined in 2010, so it was probably 2010, like around then. And I also, my photo was like Elliot and Olivia from Law and Order. So that, I don't know. I, there was a, everyone was into like, because TV was so different. Like everyone was looking forward to like when sh- like a new episode of whatever their favorite show would drop. People were getting behind all these TV shows, but the nanny was up there. Um, but I posted, I did post a lot of photos tumblr definitely definitely did have like a the nanny renaissance i contributed anyway (laughs) i all i all you do is go to google and search for photos that weren't already added and just upload so see i am a fanny i'm like a crazy fanny. (laughs) i love how brie you uploaded um you know like the what is it what was his slogan the like obama Uh uh-huh yes we can <laughs> yeah um, but it's fran and it says fantastic yeah i thought that needed to be up there that's very necessary i think yeah. um ooh, i love it i love how it's a lot of like you shipping uh fran and max mm-hmm. and then one picture of <laughs> um elliot and olivia yeah, just one. One and that's like my you would think that that would be what i posted most of no well, it's just you have to remind the fan pop community. Yeah. You're like, well, you know, I ship these two, but also Fran and Matt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was a who. I can't believe I actually found that. And it like is still up there. I love that. I was. The, I mean, this was like a long time before that. But the only like fan forum as a kid that I was ever on was Hillary Duff. Yes. HillaryDuff.net. It, right? it was Juicy Duff. Nice. but i don't think it was like growth i think juicy meaning couture yeah and duff meaning hillary duff but, obviously but yeah it was it was a time yeah like in 2005 being a hillary duff stan i love it like a 10 year old duff head yeah maybe we should get into discord then. i mean i just don't know what to be excited about nowadays no offense. um i know i was like do you comment because people will post things do you comment on it or do you just like absorb it like yeah. someone posted on the Blinkies Discord, have you seen the trailer for the new Meg Ryan movie? Mm-mm. She's um, she's back in a rom com. Oh, after all these years with David Duchovny. Oh, okay. Um, that's a name I haven't heard in a long time. Yeah, that's why I was like, I know it's it's there somewhere. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. Really, it doesn't look that fun, but I love the the idea. Yeah, I mean, I love Meg Ryan. I'm here for her making a comeback. I don't know. I've like, I know I've said it once and I say it again, but like, where is the aspirational stuff for like people that are younger, mm-hmm. like in their 20s? Where's the young uh, romantic comedies? Yeah, like, yeah, like you don't have to have just a second life. Where Where's the hope for, for young people? <laughs> All we got is no euphoria. Hope. Yeah, that's not very hopeful. Yeah. It's kind of a sad story. No. <laughs> Boomers trying to send people a message. It's all doom and gloom. Yeah. But, but not in 1993 to 1999. No. Well, okay. When you're watching The Nanny. Speaking of that. Yeah. So in 1993, 
I say with real confidence, like I'm like, yeah, I remember 1993. <laughs> no, but um, in 1993, it's like the heyday of 90210. There's that cover of TV Guide with, is it Shannon Doherty and the other guy from 90210 that says like Youthquake, mm. which is a play on the 1960s. Yes. Which... The youthquake movement was all about young people, all mm-hmm. about mini skirts. We need a youthquake right now. We do. We need to have Zendaya and Timmy Chalamet leading this youth yes, youthquake on the cover of TV Guide. I think TV Guide should be brought back. Yeah. That's like the next president should be a young zaddy <laughs> who like Pedro Pascal should be our president and he should, I don't even think he was born in the United States, whatever. Who cares? I think we should bend all the rules for Pedro. Anyways, put a TV Mm. in every American's homes. And make it one of those, um, what is it with the tubes? Like, what is the old TVs? Oh, like, um, you have one. (sighs) What are they called? called? They're better to play video games. (laughs) Yeah, what is it? I I can't even think. It's not a flat screen. (laughs) Everyone must have a... Ben! (laughs) Hey, Ben! What's that TV that you have in there? Those are CRT TVs. Those C- like two TVs. Thank you. Ah, phew. We got our <laughs> CRT TV. The CRT TVs just include that part. <laughs> oh. Install a CRT TV in every American's home. home. Just make it wa- then watch the nanny. Um, everyone gets a TV guide mailed to them weekly. Yeah, or bi-weekly, however TV guides work. I don't know. Just force people to watch television again. No more streaming services. They get shut down and it's all, you got to tune in. <laughs> you know what? Though? Maybe this one is, streaming service. I don't know. No, I'm just kidding. This is like the darkest direction <laughs> free because you know. like communist. But you do know like where the, the Fran story goes. She's now the president of SAG-AFRA. And like, if if things aren't good, we might not have streaming services and it might just be, excuse me, like, we might have to go back to regular TVs, hopefully. Yeah. What's the solution? But as long as AI is not involved, that's fine. But yeah, I don't know what the solution is. Are we going to get the AI nanny? No, there's no way. However, if the weekend was AI singing the nanny theme, I that's kind of slap. <laughs> Wait, have you heard that, or is that just an idea? It's just an idea I'm pitching. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, back to the nanny. Back to the nanny. Oh, but the point about the youth quake. Sorry. Yeah. Youth quake. The '60s. The nanny is really reminiscent of. It's like I Love Lucy, Mary Tyler Moore. It's in the kind of trajectory of the classic sitcom mm-hmm. with the female protagonist and comedian like being the star yes but so very 60s inspired including her fashion i love that yeah and it, i love the fashion do we want to get into the fashion now or let's just get into the fashion yeah i feel like it's such a big part of the show it's its own character like i, I don't know I love the nanny. I love that she like stands out just in general because she looks different mm-hmm. than all these like proper, you know, and all the shiksas. Yeah. And she's not afraid to wear red and to stand out and to be sexy. Yeah. She's definitely not boring. Definitely not. I. She has a penchant for turtlenecks. Yes. And sheer tights and vests. Which, honestly, when you hear that, you're like, that sounds stuffy and boring. But when she wears it, it looks so good. Because everything is form-fitting. The dresses are always short. Mm-hmm. They're always form, like, figure-hugging. There's always that streamline. Like, she's a big proponent of, like, the tights into a black shoe. Yes. Which she- elongates. Yes. I was just going to say, she does look very streamlined, like... And sexy, even though she has so many layers on. I don't know how she does it. <laughs> but yeah, the fashion. The fashion. Uh, costume designer Brenda Cooper took a lot of, you know, early to mid 90s off the runway pieces and mixed it with like her Kmart and thrift store finds and JCPenney finds. But do you have any favorite looks? Yes, I do. Nanny? And I'm glad you asked. Also, I hope. 
I hope my tag and my pants hasn't been showing, <laughs> even though that's very friend fine. <laughs> um, so I think my all-time favorite look might just be the most, is it Moschino? Yep. Is that how we say it? Yep. There's like a, a dress with the piano keys at the bottom. Yes, 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 yes. I've been looking for that forever, and I just realized it's a dress. I thought it was a skirt, but it's a dress. Anyways, it was available on Etsy, too, at some point, but it's what? gone. Someone already bought it. Anyway, if I ever find that in my size and can afford it, I would buy that in a heartbeat because I think that's, like, my all-time favorite. But she has so many great looks. Um, Fran wore so much Moschino, Cheap and Chic, so much Anna Sui, Todd Oldham, so much of that. Yes. Like, when she wears that little black dress with a heart purse. Oh, the, I think it's, um, Irv LeVay? Yeah. With the Moschino heart bag. Yes. That's up there. Um, I don't know what, like who the designer is, but she, it's in, I want to say it might be in season six or maybe season five, but she has like a orange fur coat. I know what you're talking, you know I'm talking about? about. It's like bright orange. She like definitely rocks a fur coat. Like I always think yes. about that all white ensemble with the white fur coat the white turtleneck yeah with her like black sunglasses that are so in right now i love it and i love how she looks like she's like shouting something like it's like a meme or something yes I iconic but i mean you know she was like tumblr fodder back in the day i feel like every yes fashion girly on tumblr in 2014 saw like at least the moschino heart bag and was like fran finds my queen mm -hmm. or like she wears like these suits a lot that are just bright and colorful that are matching like the blazer matches the skirt but they're like loud like there's just so many that i don't even know i love it but she's really like and it's you see it all on the runways like for 93 to 95 but it's the matching sets the matching like suit sets yes but brenda cooper would always make them more many i love that um nikki what are your favorite looks oh i love the i love the black dress with the moschino heart purse um oh i love i don't know if it's moschino or todd oldham but this vest she wears in the first season and it is rainbow. Yes, the striped one. Mm -hmm. Yes. And I believe on the pilot or one of the episodes of Princesses, Twiggy is wearing it. Or maybe just in the promo photos for it. But like on Fran, just you pair that with a Seinfeld looking <laughs> pirate top pirate and it just top. works. I love the combination of pirate tops and vests. Like Fran definitely makes it look cool. It's my favorite. I mean, I also love any time she wears anything with like the collar being leopard yes she does a lot of that like leopard leopard and red and like big collars so good and i love i love the 60s moments when fran has her hair pulled back she looks so pretty in like a headband back. i also love oh my god when she's trying to be like a a cool kid and try to be young and she's wearing like the crop black top and like the funky pants yes i love it that like roughly uh black top with when she goes on that date with brock store yes yes i love that top yeah uh what else bob mackie dress oh my god anytime she wears a bob mackie dress or anything that looks like a bob mackie dress like fran coming down the steps every time you know it's gonna be like the outfit and she's like the bell of the ball i love that i love how she makes an entrance i love that that happens in like the first episode and just continues and it makes me wish i had stairs and yes. could do you know what i mean she makes you want to like just dress up fran's not afraid to stand out and not afraid to be loud to be outspoken to be who she is yeah and to like look fabulous and to be a good person yeah um, I also love her love for wearing inappropriate bathrobes to <laughs> the family breakfast. I love that, too. I also love how the designer of the bathrobes also were featured in Fight Club. Tyler Durden wears really? one and in Lizzie McGuire. But yeah, there's that one scene in Fight Club where Brad Pitt as Tyler Durden's wearing the bathrobe. 
And I believe the nanny is wearing the same exact one. Uh-huh. Or it just looks very similar, but it's the same designer. Yeah. That's cool. He probably didn't have shoulder pads, though. No, because <laughs> Brenda Cooper in all the bathrobes for Fran put some shoulder pads. Which I didn't know. Like, watching the series before, I never picked up on that. I always just thought she looked like she was just sitting up straight and looked kind of sharper. I'm like, wow, she looks so good in a bathrobe. And I'm like... I feel like maybe I should put shoulder pads in my bathrobe or something now. Would that help? Would I look sophisticated if I did? I don't know. I think know. so. I, I think like a good structured shoulder pad yeah. doesn't hurt anybody. Yeah, because I feel like shoulder pads, when I think of shoulder pads, I'm like, oh, like that's gross. Like that's it's like designing women like 1980s. Yeah, but it, maybe if it's done well, it's cool. I don't know. I love a good shoulder pad. Create some structure. Yeah. I mean, even like Cece Babcock with all her shoulder pads, it's like, I don't know, those 40 suits are very sharp. Cece. Can we talk about Cece Babcock? Which, what does Cece stand for? I don't know. Is it like Christine something? Christy? No. Claudine. Claudine. Claire. Claudine. <laughs> Gosh, I don't remember chastity claire babcock okay there was a so you know we were close (laughs) so yeah she's waspy egocentric Mm -hmm. in love with maxwell sheffield yeah he's like so oblivious he's like whatever yes um she's like the bane of niles the butler's existence i love that they later fall in love i love that too (laughs) yeah what are your thoughts on Cece? I, I love like okay I love to kind of hate her in a way because you do need some tension like it would be a little boring if she wasn't there you know it's nice that she's kind of the antagonist like someone has to be trying to mess things up between Fran and Max and you know like she's just uh I don't know I, I like her storyline it's interesting it's funny I like her dynamic with Niles like their quips are really funny I love that I love how Niles is just savage to Cece. <laughs> so savage. And he holds nothing back. Yes. Yeah. Poor Cece can never catch a break. Yeah. But she deserves it because she's pretty ruthless herself. Mm-hmm. She like hates kids, hates animals. Yeah. Like she never learns the kids' names. Even years go by and she's like, who are you? Chelsea? Cindy? <laughs> um, what else? I do love Cece's almost Catherine Hepburn style it's like Catherine Hepburn and Hillary Clinton had a baby it'd be Cece Babcock yeah yeah it's very classy yeah very uptight Uptight, she's an uptight lady um I love the episode though where Cece's father comes to town and takes Fran (laughs) to see Barbara Streisand Uh and like Cece is just like uncontrollably sobbing yeah and just like wants to spend time with her dad, but won't like say it. And Fran helps because Fran's a good person. I know. She's so kind hearted. Yeah. Cece's like so cold hearted. Like she's like ice cold. Yes. Oh. oh. What about Max? Maxwell Sheffield. Mr. Sheffield himself. I mean, he's hard not to like that hair, you know? <laughs> salt and pepper salt and pepper hair i think he's very charming i mean there are times where you're like come on like you, there's i i do enjoy the tension between him and fran i love it it's my favorite i love in a movie or in a tv show where you want them to get together but they just can't see it i love that cat and mouse chase yes when he says he loves her and takes it back i think about that often <laughs> yeah but yeah, but I mean, he's like a widow. He, so, you know, yeah, he needs time. And like the he's so uptight and so different from Fran and their upbringing. The Fran is just like a ray of sunshine, like a breath of fresh air when she comes into his life. And I like seeing that dynamic with him and the kids. Do you have a favorite child? Probably Gracie. Like, <laughs> do you relate to Gracie? A little bit. I feel like I relate to Maggie, too, in a lot of ways, because you know, socially, I feel like Maggie is socially challenged. Is your favorite color beige? My fa- my favorite color is not beige. Only like, I don't think like personality wise so much. More just like, you know, socially. Like when she goes to that, like on the movie theater date. Yeah. Like, oh my God, popcorn. Just, oh ah! my God. <laughs> She's like, make conversation, sweetie. She's like, this popcorn's great. 
I feel like I've gone somewhere with you where I was like the Fran and you were like the Maggie in that yeah. date scene. Like when they go to the movies and you're just like yelling things and Fran's just like talking the whole time to the date. <laughs> yeah. That seems so funny though. I love that. That's one of my favorite episodes. The Nuchschlep. Yes. The Nuchschlep. Yeah. I don't know. that. Like I said though, that first season, like the whole, it's so good. But. So good. In the pilot episode, we see a cameo from James Marston as um Maggie's boyfriend slash the kid who wants. Oh yeah, he's super to cute. Be seen. Yeah, yeah. Who knew? Who knew that he'd be <laughs> such a big star now? I know. Well, you. I don't know. I mean, you can kind of. He gives those vibes. It's maybe it's the hair. Maybe. Yeah. He's like credited as like Jimmy or something. Yeah. Um, and then he falls for Fran too. Yeah. Like. I don't know. Or no, no, no. Fran thinks he's falling for her, but he really just wants to ask for Maxwell to be in one of his plays. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she thinks that's. Yeah. yeah. Which also relatable. (laughs) I feel like I relate to Fran. Ooh, can we talk about Grandma Yetta's style? I love Grandma Yetta. Oh, my God. She's like, she, I feel like she sets the precedent for the leopard. The best sequence jackets known to man. Yes. I love her fanny packs that she wears. Yes. Like either sequined or it's like a bright gold or silver, like metallic, like very loud. You can see where Fran gets it. Like I love how like through the generations, you can kind of see Fran's style. Like hers is definitely cooler, but like there's always a through line of like sequence and bright colors and leopard. Yeah. I don't know. I just love it. I love it. I love the three generations of women with very strong personalities yeah oh i love that episode it's like in season one again where grandma Yetta's in the nursing home and brighton gets caught smoking mm-hmm. and to teach him a lesson they go to the nursing home and it's like when uh fran and max bring the is it a babka i think so yeah and she's like don't say that out loud or the people in the nursing home will like they'll swarm yeah they'll swarm they're gonna like mug you and she's just you know like playing it up to brighten it's bad to be smoking and she's like but not for me because i'm strong or whatever (laughs) it is really funny she's like don't smoke except i can because it doesn't affect me (laughs) it doesn't affect me but it works in the long run yeah i love how brighton starts off too as like a really troublesome boy who just like wants to make the nanny's life miserable and then like loves fran yeah it is super cute and i love how gracie wants to be a little fran yeah a little mini fran when she mixes and matches her shoes yes also it's like wild to see what is her name madeline zima Uh it is so crazy to think that she was one of the stepsisters in a cinderella story Mm -hmm. but then she's also that the the chick in, like, the first episode of Twin Peaks The Return. Right. It, I don't know. It's it's cool to see see her just now as an adult actor. Just, like, pop up in things. Uh, I know. Every time I... I'm like, oh! Because I always think about, like, Gracie. Like, I think of that as her, like... I don't know if that's, like, her breakout role. I feel like it probably would be. It has to be. Let's look. Madeline Zima. She's 37 from New Haven, Connecticut. Yep, her breakout role was Grace Sheffield on The Nanny. Oh, but speaking of David Duchovny, she was Mia Lewis on Californication. Oh. And she was also on Heroes. Oh, really? Which Heroes only ran from 2009 to 2010. I thought that was like a really long-running show, like four seasons or something. Oh, I guess her run. It ran from 2006 to 2010. I was about to say, I'm like... Yeah, I was like, wait a minute. No, it definitely was around a lot longer. Because we watched Heroes be like the biggest show in the world to like... I didn't watch though. I ignored it. I watched like two episodes. And I was like, okay, all right. And then I just... Did, I think because everyone was like, you got to watch this show. And I was like, no, don't tell me what to do. It's that whole... Well, no, yeah. I remember it being like really big that first season. But then always seeing it on like a, you know, like on a commercial and being like, that show's still on. Like, no one watched it after that, like, first season. Yeah, but it kept going. It did. Someone was watching. Someone. I mean, Mila Ventimiglia was on that show, right? 
Oh, was he? But it didn't get me to watch. So if, if you have him on and I don't watch, that's a problem. Yeah, that is a big problem. No matter how old I am. <laughs> um, oh, what about the guests that they would have on there? Fake Barbara with her nose? Yes. <laughs> um, Let's talk about them. I love... I love the ones that throw back to Fran Drescher. Like in some capacity. Like people she's previously worked with. Yeah. And... Because, you know, Fran Drescher got her start. She's in that little bit role in Saturday Night Fever. Right. When she's like, are you as good and bad as you are on the dance floor? Which apparently, I guess when she grabs his butt, too. Like that was improvised. <laughs> Icon. <laughs> oh, anyway. And she actually went to school with Ray Romano. Right. So I love the Ray Romano cameo that one was cool i love um patty labelle yes and that was also one of my favorite episodes like what is it i don't remember mom when they have like the mother-daughter pageant yeah situation like that's so fun oh i love cloris leachman as nanny mueller yes nanny mueller or twiggy is maxwell's sister yeah a little princess throwback and see i didn't know that at the time i just thought that was cool that twiggy was there i was like oh that's cool but now because they're they're friends outside of it all yeah and probably because of princesses i love the john stewart cameo like when they were dating yes him and fran the older man yeah yeah right well no not an older man he's uh they're, they're cousins oh wait oh it's yes the one, and then they yeah. find out they're co- yeah okay i know what you're talking about but i mean i love john stewart i feel like he's He's older now. I don't know. I just get confused. John Stewart's like one of my like low key crushes, like celebrity crushes. Yeah. I love John Stewart. He's cool. Anyone else? Do you have any other? Ray Charles. <laughs> I love the storyline of Yetta and Ray Charles getting together and he sings her a song. I love that too. It's wild. It's very wild. I just, I don't know. I remember the first time watching the episode and being like, wait, what? What is happening? And Whoopi Goldberg too? Yes. They're all in one episode at one point. Isn't Pam Anderson Heather Biblo? Is she? Oh, is she? I believe so. That sounds right. It doesn't say it on the Wikipedia page. But I know in my heart. Oh, yes, it, it does. Yeah. Yeah, Pamela Anderson's Heather Biblo. Which yeah. I love that touch. Oh, Elton John. That's also a great episode where she's like, Yoo-hoo! <laughs> Or whatever, like that whole story is hilarious to me where she embarrasses herself in front of a celebrity. Like, I love how Fran Fine doesn't know how to control herself around celebrities. I feel like that's relatable. But it's funny because she's also a celebrity and she's become such a big celebrity because of the show. When um, so it's <laughs> Fran Fine meets Fran Drescher and fangirls. Which, just speaking of like, Fran Fine being popular. It's wild to me that there was a lot of spinoffs in other countries. I never knew that. Like they would dub their own or make their own versions of the nanny. Like ha- recast them. And what's the craziest one that you've researched? Well, okay. To me, it's pretty crazy. Like the the Italian version's really odd because it's like they make Sylvia her aunt instead of her mother. Um. And what else do they do? Well, I guess she's not Jewish for whatever reason. I don't know. But I get like in other locations how that might change. But I don't I don't really know. I don't know. I, they just I don't know how I feel about them changing that aspect of the story. Like, I feel like that changes it. I feel like Fran being Jewish American. It's it's such a. I, th- I think like the, the reason why the nanny works so well is because it has like this parent trap sound of music storyline yeah where you know it's like this broad this like loud outspoken woman you know meets this like uptight man yeah um which i know that's not exactly how the sound of music goes but you know what i mean like the yeah but still those dynamics um i think with other countries you can still get those parallels but i think fran making it so personal to her and including like her parents' real names. And- oh yeah, and sometimes they would guest star as well in the episodes. Like on a rare occasion, her 
real life parents would be in an episode and that would be really cool yeah i think just like those personal touches and the jewish american experience especially in new york yeah it's it introduced me to yiddish it introduced it introduces people to like this culture which is very special it's relatable for other cultures but I think that aspect is really special. I do too. Maybe if it's like in another, maybe they were just trying to make it more relatable for whatever country they're in. Cause that's what it sounds like. It's like every single like variation was like, it's like, oh, they're from this part of this city, but there's always like a class difference is what they focused on, I guess. But it's, it's interesting to me that some of them were like completely different actors and everything which i think is fine because that's taking inspo it's probably not going to be exactly the same but what gets me is like if you dub it and then you change it like i don't know how i I don't like that it is definitely odd yeah i also think like maybe the way i interpret fran is different Mm -hmm. like or maybe not different but the, the way like i interpret fran is like a role model like i think fran even though she isn't as educated, maybe. She's so street smart. She's st- yeah. And she's just relatable. She's not like the class divide isn't so crazy. It just like makes her a little more humble, which makes her a better nanny and a better person. Yeah. Like she's I more just, down to earth. Yeah. But I view the nanny, like Fran, as a role model for sure. And she's hot. And everyone thinks she's hot. Like I don't think that's like ever the the joke, but I remember growing up, some people were like so focused on her nasal voice, which I think is so silly. I think that's what makes her so unique. Like, well, I love all the things that make her unique and her personal style and her flair. Yeah. We shouldn't dull people's sparkle. No, I don't think so. And I, I think that's the point of the show. I and love I, that yeah. episode where she's, um, she goes through like with, with Niles and, uh, Maxwell, like trying to be proper for Maggie's yes. party. And then at the end, they're like, oh, you know, just be yourself. Like, Maggie was like, I wish you were just yourself instead of trying to be all prim and proper. And she's like, how now, brown cow? Yeah. But I feel like that episode had such a good message. I I love how one of, like, the foils in the show is Max or Cece is always like, you got to straighten up. You got to, you know, do this and do that. And, like, every time she's like, no, I think this, you know. Like, I know best, like, just being myself. Like, she's maybe, like, I don't know about that world, but I know people. And I, you know, and I, she proves all the time that Maxwell being more focused on family mm-hmm. or her, you know, more focused on people and not the class mm-hmm. is how she wins in the end. Yes. She has, like, really good instincts. And, you know, I, don't, I feel like she's right. Like, 99% of the time, at least. And always when she's like herself and like in that same episode like or maybe i think it was that same episode right because they were trying to impress other people i think it's there's always this like pressure i guess in maxwell's world to impress like maggie's friends mothers because they're all part of this they're donors they're donor yeah there's always some type of agenda behind it all but it always works better when fran's just herself and she's and they're like oh my god what is this what's this recipe Maybe, was that the first episode? I'm trying to, and it's all blending together. Oh, and it's like Rice Krispie Treats. Yeah. And she's like, it's right on the box. It's right on the box. Yeah. She's, yeah. But it's like that same idea. Like, I don't know. Just being a person. (laughs) Yes. It always wins in the end. Yeah. Also, like, we don't see this a lot in pop culture nowadays or in, you know, movies and TV shows. But like, I love the comedian. I love the, like, Fran Drescher's or Lucille Ball's or Sandra Bullock even mm-hmm. just these like hot women essentially but that like have just as much comedic chops yes. as any male comedian but also like stylish fabulous you know has heart you know just just can like lead a show or lead a movie I think I think we got the goods growing up as far as comedians but it's stuff I'm inspired by today no, I totally agree. I think she's like the funniest person on the show. It's her and then it's Niles to me. Niles, who isn't really British in real life. No, he's not. He's from the South. <laughs> Which is so funny because so many people thought that his accent was like real 
and Charles Shaughnessy his accent was like the fake yeah. one, but it's the other way around. It's like no, that's. <laughs> but I love that. I love that we're all just convinced that Niles is like a real British person. And- I believe the fantasy. I believe all of them. Like they're just. I've watched this show so many times. It's such a comfort show. It's so well made. Like the pilot is one of the best pilots of a TV show I have ever seen. Period. I agree. And um, yeah, just love all these characters. Even when um, like Charles Shaughnessy is like in other things. Mm-hmm. To me, he's always Max. Right. Yeah. I feel like this put him on the map more. Like I know he did Days of Our Lives or something. I didn't know that, but. But I think even so, like, you know, soap opera people. I know it was different back in the day, but I don't remember this day. So, yeah, I wasn't watching soap operas. No. But like, I, you know, like our aunt was talking about it the other day, like, you know, in the 60s, 70s, 80s, even the 90s. Soap operas had so much more cachet than they do nowadays. Nowadays. (laughs) Nowadays? Are you, you're like, uh, (laughs) you're like Clayton Benchett. Yes. (laughs) Oh, the gays? Oh. Oh, you mean the gays. <laughs> oh, okay. What I'm trying to say, what my subconscious now is trying gays. to say. <laughs> you're either an old woman or a gay who's watching soap operas nowadays. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. But there was a time when people were really tuned into soap operas. But by the 90s, especially the mid 90s, you know, like, I don't think. Like, we've seen in our lifetime, even like the downfall of soap operas to some extent yeah so i think him being in the nanny it's like for people our age that's our intro to him like it's a definitely the oldies know him from days of our lives the young people know him from the nanny Mm -hmm. he will always be mr sheffield but that's like so hollywood to like one generation knows you from one thing and then another from another thing i don't know i miss that yeah well, anything else you want to talk about? I know. I feel like I could go on and on, to be honest. I mean, because we've talked about the fashion. To go back on the fashion tip really quick. Yeah. Can I get your opinions on why you think that Fran's style is, is so iconic now? Mm. Like, why does it hit now? Maybe, Maybe it's something to do with, like, the silhouettes and the bold colors um and just like it doesn't feel too like you know there's times where you look back and you're like oh that was so tacky and that was like cringy like especially i would say mostly with like early 2000 you know the times like that i'm talking about and but the 90s i feel like the 90s had so many great fashion moments and because her style is a mix of like thrifting um runway you know I don't know. I just think her style is just so well put together. She's like dresses head to toe. How can you not be inspired? I mean, it's. I don't know. She definitely. Doesn't. Like trends don't wear her like the outfit doesn't wear her. She wears the outfits. Yes. So. So with the tailoring with the wearing a turtleneck and having everything tight fit and putting on then the funky vests Mm -hmm. or, you know, keeping that streamline, but making everything shorter. It creates a a more like sense of personal style because you're incorporating whatever trend, whatever's right off the runway, but you're incorporating it into what looks good on, on you. you. And she's having so much fun, I think, wearing all these outfits. Like, it makes you want to have fun with your wardrobe. So, like, also being bold and colorful is fun. And I think it's something we probably don't do enough as people. You know what I mean? Like, just finding an excuse to dress up. Like, I love how, like, in the show, she's not going anywhere or doing anything, really. She's just around the house, but she looks fabulous. And it's a whole put-together outfit. It's not... She has a reference for it, Fran Fine. Yeah. So I think it's just inspirational. And it is witty. Like, there is a humor to her outfits as well. Yes. Which Brenda Cooper was quoted in, um, actually, an article about Fran Fine's wardrobe for Hello Giggles. If you remember Hello Giggles. I remember Hello Giggles. Um, She says, I intentionally wanted to make a statement of style, wit, and humor all combined. I wanted color. I wanted it to be sexy. 
and there was lots of color available in 1993. We would always shop in Beverly Hills. Going to Neiman Marcus was just like style heaven. I bet it had to be really fun to shop for the show. Yeah. And she'd have to dress everyone, too. So it'd be like, and I'm sure that's like a lot of work, honestly. And then having to tailor it. It's, I feel like Brenda Cooper walked so Mona May could run. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Even with like Fran Fine, I don't know if it's the same exact, but she wears what looks like the Cher Horowitz Dolce & Gabbana plaid. It does. Yes. So, yeah. Yeah, I feel like she walked to Mona May. Well, I guess Patricia Field was probably still doing things and stuff. But it, it reminds me a bit of like, like in Sex of the City, how they mm-hmm. have, like how they use personal style and use clothes to make sense of the characters. Like, I feel like they do that in The Nanny really well. It just tells the story. A hundred percent. Like, yeah, it just gives so much to, to Fran. Yeah. I don't know. Love a good fashion moment. That's what the medium's for. It's a visual medium. Exactly. And also it's so fun because everyone else is wearing tan and she's the lady <laughs> in red. Do not to quote the iconic theme song again. <laughs> yeah. To invoke that theme song from the gods, but I love it though. Yeah. Oh, can we talk about how Fran Drescher is like a real life hero? Yeah. I know. Yeah. Let's talk about it. So, yeah, like in 2000, The Nanny, the year prior, is off the air. It's, it, you know, concludes its final season. She gets diagnosed with cancer. Mm. It's like ovarian cancer, I believe, or no? I think it's uterine. Uterine. I don't know my body parts. That's okay. It's, it's <laughs> close. Cool. Um, but, yeah, she's diagnosed with cancer. She writes a book and has this big foundation she started called cancer smancer mm-hmm. and you know now she's cancer free but so she has this foundation she does a couple sitcoms yes happily divorced living with fran yeah i think yeah that sounds right um i've seen happily divorced it's i like it but yeah i've seen it a little bit but not like i don't know i haven't had a chance to really watch it but i thought it was cute yeah, I've like seen it in passing. It's like one of those like along the way shows like um, Fran Drescher and Julia Louise Dreyfus mm-hmm. give similar energy. They do. And I feel like they also like, you know, with the, the something about Christine, the crazy times of old Christine. Or yeah, 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 yeah. It's called New Adventures of Old Christine. Yes. I know what you're talking about. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Rape like that was that like middle muddled ground sitcom. I feel like Fran and Julia Louise Dreyfus got caught up in. Yeah, but um, but yeah, we didn't even say it before. But like, um, Fran created the nanny and based happily divorced. Yes, on her relationship with Peter Mark Jacobson, which you always see in the credits of the nanny. Yeah, and that's them at the end. Like, there's like um. It's like Sweetheart Productions or something. And it's them just like giving each other a little smooch. Yeah. Like turning off the TV. And it's, you know, they were married, but he came out as gay. Yeah. Which is the basis for happily divorced. Yeah. But I love it. I love that she draws on her personal life. And I don't know. I do too. Oh, the point was, so she, she has this full, you know, journey in life after the nanny, post nanny. But her newest role is she's the president of SAG-AFRA. Yes. And right now we are, there's a writer strike going on still and an actor strike. And mm-hmm. she's on the front lines, the picket lines. Yes. Speaking her mind and just at the forefront of everything fighting for, you know, like rights of actors. I love it. I do too. She's doing the Lord's work. Truly, you can tell how passionate she is, too. And it, it's an interesting side to her because it's not Fran Fine. It's like Fran Drescher. And she's so serious and stripped down, but, but yeah. still fabulous and still driven. Still driven. Yeah, very driven and outspoken. And I love that. I love when a woman's outspoken. Same. Do you remember? This is like a slightly 
off topic, but it's about Fran Drescher. Do you remember when she like released a song? What? Called an eye for an eye? No, can you play this, Diddy? Sure. I downloaded it on iTunes. It came out in 2009. This was part of when I was going through, you know, that whole phase. Your Franny phase? <laughs> My Franny phase, which I mean, still kind of am, but it's like, I'm going to warn you that it is a slow song. Oh, it's not like Money Can't Buy You class. No, it is not. Oh. Can she actually sing? It sounds like she can, but it's. I love it because it is her very nasally voice and it sounds like something straight out of the Twilight soundtrack. Like it could go back to back with one of the, like that song that's like Possibility. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyway, I'll give it a quick. Is there a music video to this? I don't think so. Okay. That's just the. Wait, what's the cover look like? Here you go. It's very like Lilith Fair. Oh yeah. <laughs> I used to listen to this song so much. <laughs> That's wild. Yeah, it like gives me Lilith Fair vibes. It's like a little bit like Joan Osborne, like what if God was one of us? Mm. Anyway, I just love how multifaceted she is. She does everything. Right. I know. I'm like, what else can she like what can she not do? I love it. Anyway. <laughs> I know. Any final thoughts? Is there anything we haven't talked about? I feel like we've we've covered it all. <sighs> I feel like the nanny is a perfect show. And even even the way they wrap up the show. Like I know they did jump the shark, but and I do wish it maybe there was like an extra season in there somewhere, <laughs> you know? But I do like how it wrapped up besides them moving. I don't know how I feel about them moving out of the city. I don't really love them moving out of the city. Yeah. I do. It's very weird. Even I think Lifetime back in 2004 did like a 10 year reunion of the nanny cast and they called it a nosh to remember. Yeah. Which is great. It was cute. But it's like at Fran's home and like Malibu or wherever she lives. Seeing Fran on the West Coast weirds me out this is odd it just doesn't seem right she's gotta be on the east coast yeah yeah no i agree i thought that was a weird decision in the show like i'm like wait beverly hills but why and they made that place their home like i don't know it seemed very random to me but i mean i kind of like that um they did end up getting married at some point i do too i I do love a good happy ending and like i think desperately I think even the pilot proves like you just want these people to do well. You want Fran and Max to get together. You, do. you want the kids to like be thriving and happy. And they are by the end of it. Like or, like they are sooner than that. But still, it's like also the kids are going to get older. Like how long could you go? Yeah. How many more seasons? Maybe one. Maybe two. I don't know. Yeah. But. But no, I, I love. I love this series. This is it's one of the best. And Fran's a, a role model and a style icon. And yeah. I love the nanny. Who doesn't love the nanny? It's yeah, a, who doesn't? Fight us. It's great. It's a great sitcom. And yeah, I'm just, I love a, an outspoken woman with some red lipstick. Yeah. Well, <laughs> just uh, these yentas have got to, what do we got to do? Get a nosh. We got a nosh. We do. We have to have a nosh to remember. <laughs> but thank you so much for listening. Uh, rate and review us on Apple or Spotify. Yeah. And we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye. A Huda Media Production.